It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well, although a whole lot of in theater this week. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also we have Murray, who just like Baby, no one puts Merman in a corner. Hey there, Merman. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. No one puts Merman slash Baby in the corner. Thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members, and all members that sign up will get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film that hopefully makes us rage. Because if it's good, it'll just make Bryce rage. Thanks to all our listeners from all over the world, with special thanks to our largest listening country again, USA. 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 Okay, that's enough of that. Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Can it be, Jim? We're not dancing no, today, Murray. St- no streaming. There'll be no dancing today. So what? Sad. It's so the same thing that Kevin Bacon sad. thought. Why are we not dancing? Well, they must have passed a law. Must have passed a law. Oh, but this is even better. Ton of movies. We though. get to rock out with our theater out. That's right. And mm. seeing the biggest movie of 2021, we're going to be talking about. Is it? Yeah. It's pushed over a billion. Has it? Yep. One billion. One billion dollars. And only five hundred million COVID cases. Exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. were all spread because of that movie. Because of that movie. <laughs> Holy crap! I'm just glad we were on the lower section. Yeah. What? Uh, what did we see, Bryce? We saw Spider-Man: No Way Home. No way. No way. If ever there was a recipe for disaster, here it is. So many characters from different dimensions and timeless timelines crammed together in one movie had the potential to be an unfocused mess. Did we not learn anything from Spider-Man 3 where every supervillain under the sun was inserted into the film to disastrous results as the script was unable to support the weight of so many characters buckling under its potential? Yet. No Way Home manages to sport not only the weight of a half dozen villains, but does it in a way that gives everyone the focus they deserve. 
I was shocked at how well director John Watts was able to weave together the fabric of so many dimensions into a coherent story that not only made sense, but at times was actually touching. Enough time has passed since its release that I am sure that everyone knows we get multiple Spider-Man. Uh, by itself, the interaction between Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield is worth the price of admission. These three together on screen was fun in its purest form. It also reminded me how much I like Tobey Maguire. I also loved the growing up that took place in Holland's Peter Parker, as he's, he's not the same person as he was mm -hmm. at the beginning of the film. Still, for all of the fun that was had, the movie suffered from its runtime, with the first half unnecessarily repeating itself and dragging. I also did not really get why the Ned character has such a crucial role in this. The comic relief sidekick did not need to be featured as much as he was. Still, this was a lot of fun with great actors such as Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe acting greatly and some super enjoyable comic book at enjoyable comic book action made Spider-Man No Way Home man <laughs> nice Mar, what'd you think of already no way no home well no way homie it took Sony eight live action film to get here eight just eight just eight but they finally produced the ultimate Spider-Man film. It's super Spider-Man. Great power and even greater responsibility. Yes. I did steal that line. Yeah. <sighs> it's been stolen a lot of times. No Way Home is the Christmas gift that takes on 20 years of Spidey cinematic history and perfects it. The thing I remember most about it, uh, it delivered the biggest whoops, cheers, and sobs heard in the movie theater I can remember in a long time that it did like, I have never heard that many people like gasp over like the oh latest. I don't know there was a lot of that in Ghostbusters too I, don't I was gasping a lot yeah but this was like <laughs> over revelations that they didn't know which they uh, should have known if they watched the trailers but yeah um, <laughs> yeah well you know Peter Parker all of them shine the film's greatest success is reasserting one of the best rogues galleries of villains ever where spider-man 3 failed this film delivered no good villain stays dead forever apparently not no way home reasserts spider-man's ultimate foe green goblin in devastating style this movie rewards devoted moviegoers and pleases fans it was a super web-slinging mondo. All righty. I liked it. I'm hmm. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we're all liking it so far. You liked it, too. So... And you guys are not looking forward to it. I... Yeah. I heard for weeks how you guys had Yeah, I was it. dreading it. Starts... I yeah, I mean, the movie started with a whole crap show. Like you did with the Avengers, True. like where oh Spider Man is bad and we hate him now. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And did they just run out of ideas and they're just like, hey, remember when we did that with the Avengers? We should do that again because it worked so good the last time. Exactly. That's oh yeah, it's their fault. It's terrible. Well, it's I started thinking. I haven't read a comic book in a while, so I was kind of wondering, are all comic books based on this premise? Are they? I don't Possible. know. Someone answer, maybe answer that for me. Because I'm like, 
I don't get it. I hated it when the Avengers did it, and it made no sense then, and then it didn't make any sense with this one. Like, like are they that tired of writing that they can't figure out a better way to introduce the story of the multiverse than, like, oh, we hate Spider-Man now. It made, yeah, it was just, an, it started off annoying me right from the very beginning, and I was just like, ugh, not this again. Uh, for the first part of the movie, as Bryce had already said, it was just as annoying as the commercials made it out to be. Oh, Spider-Man's a killer, blah, blah, blah. And then the whole thing of him battling Doctor Strange and how they opened the multiverse was also dumb, I have I to say. That. I know, you gave it a mondo. Then it turns to a new adventure of Harry Potter, Hermione, and Ron when three children team up to battle adult male villains. Uh, yeah, that made a lot of sense too. Had lots of nostalgia, which I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed, which I think most people are enjoying this movie because of the nostalgia, not because the movie was great. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh yeah, whatever, let's just spoil things. Um, I loved when we got the menage a twatterman. Yeah, it doesn't work at all, but nice. It can't, a little bit, menage no. a twat, no, twatterman. Stupid. Twatter man. No. Yeah, no, no. Spider twat? Just stop. Is it Go a spider on. twat? Just no. Whatever you're gonna say. You know next. where you get three. Yeah, you no, get three spiders behind. You and get say three. What you were gonna say next. You get three spiders for the place of one. It's a menage. No, stop. Spider twat. Yeah, <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that. That Make was. Your point. I, well, I liked it when they when they came out. That part, they did exceptionally well. Also, the way they brought the villains into the story, as mentioned, the whole Doctor Strange was exactly as I expected it was going to be. It was stupid and annoying. Although, it was good to see Benny back in action. I think that's like the fourth time we have seen him this year. Eggs Benedict Cumberballs. It's always great to see him. There was so much nostalgic in this film that had this movie just nostalgitized. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, it wasn't as terrible as I was expecting it to be. But the most important thing was that we got to see the best Spider-Man of all times, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. <laughs> exactly. Hey, at least he got that right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank God they brought Tobey Maguire back. And I want to see now... A new stream of Tobey Maguire. Oh, Just that would wouldn't that be, so be great? Good. His universe is the one I want to live in. We'll probably get a Garfield one, but I don't think we're gonna get a Tobey Maguire one. I hope we do, though. Well, What's the, wrong the fans are the hey, fans are asking for old Wolverine was like the greatest move, one of the ever, greatest movies ever I've ever seen. Wolverine doesn't wear spandex in his eighties either, and he lived for like two hundred years because. You know, yeah, but that was his power. Didn't you see uh, Into the Spider Verse where the the, the, the cartoon the was cartoon, great? Yeah, and it had like that the older Spider Man with the beer belly and the whole deal. Yeah, yes, it's fine. Spider Ham. Can we unpack a few things here, though? Yeah, let's unpack some stuff. Okay, so, um, I'm not. I'm just tired of. I'm just tired of superhero films. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think. It, it kind of just, I know maybe this doesn't count for Murray, but it's almost like our, our our saying of, it's a superhero movie. It's a meh. Yeah. It's it's just really what they are becoming. I'm so tired of them. Having said that, I will say that I enjoyed this one. I did. More than I've enjoyed a superhero movie in probably a couple of years other than 
some of the anti-heroes. Well, we liked like, we liked Shang Chi a lot too, except they kind of ruined it at the end. Yeah, the end. This was, one, the end was the best part. Yeah. It was like if they could take Shang Chi and meet it up. Yeah. With and what's with Hong's character? I don't even get what his character is. He's just bouncing in and out of of doors, meeting up with people now. Like, is he like? You mean Wong? Wong, sorry. Why did I say Hong? Say I'm thinking Wong. And I said Hong, sorry. Wong. That's yeah, what's his, What's the deal with his character? Well, he was the new Sorcerer Supreme after they killed Right, so you never saw her well, bouncing no, around in doors. No, she, doors. Went, to, she went to different, because there's four... No, she was just whatever, sitting there right? waiting around for people to well, come no, and visit she her. She also traveled to the other sanctums. Too. Did she? Yeah, I don't know. I just saw her waiting around on top of buildings, pushing yeah. people out of their bodies. I don't know. She was better at it, but yeah. Whatever. Apparently. Well, she's she's better at everything than everybody. Yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> but I just don't get it. What's his character for? I don't know. Comic relief? I don't know. Like, that, that's just, to Bryce's point, they had the one Ned's character. It's like, yeah, okay, Ned. whatever. He, what's he needed for? You kind of know why MJ's there because it's a MJ, love interest. Get, yeah, but I don't, and, get, and I don't, I don't get Ned. If you're going to have it as comic relief, that's fine. But he wasn't making, him, making him an integral part of this where he's actually doing things, I I don't know. Well, like, again. Like, what is he, a wizard now? I, I mounted it to Harry Potter, Hermione, and he's Ron. He's just a schmo. He's the Ron in he's the relationship. He's a schmo, and now he's like, he can open schmo. up portholes, portals. and Portholes? He's, portholes. he's the guy in the chair. That's portals. what he says. His character says, I'm the guy well, in the chair. they're kind of holes. Yeah. I'm the guy in the chair. I, I predict this, though. We yeah, will see a, Andrew Garfield 3 now because I think we the, the, the universe yeah. is asking for it. They say everybody else has three. Now Andrew Garfield needs his three. Well, I would yeah. like to see another marriage well, thing too. They they set up three so well at the end of two, and then yeah. I was I really was looking forward to it because it's Andrew Garfield. He's a god. Yeah. He's becoming a god. He's a spider god. He's a menage a trois. Just stop spider with the menage a trois stuff. Thing. It doesn't work. So you gave it a man. Okay. I gave it a man. Yeah, That's two mez. Two mez and, and a mondo. mondo. I think it was actually a super mondo. It's a yeah, web it was, slinging mondo. It's a wed slim, slimming, web slimmering sling, mongo. Yeah, it was meh. It's mongo. All right. Move on. All right. Move on. We also saw a movie that has, there's a big weight in this. Nightmare Alley. Because if Murray really hated it. It's Nightmare Alley. It's going to mean Guillermo del Toro may come off the undoubted list. It's Nightmare Alley. Yeah. So the undoubted. Guillermo del Toro decides this time he's going to spin another period piece. Yes. But this time, it's a grifter's mystical carny adventure. Yes. As usual, it is visually brilliant. Always. And the acting is incredible. Oh. I have to admit, though, it was too long at 2.5 hours. Eh. The story, although interesting enough, was a little draggy. Oh, I like the journey. So I know, but you like draggy. We, no one is surprised by this. It was so draggy, in fact, that I actually took a nap in the middle of the movie. You he did, did not. He I did. absolutely he did. did. How could you take it, a nap? It finished at one in the morning because it was boring at parts. I, oh. I heard disease. Yes, and Murray did too. I there was both of too, us. Yeah. We did actually nap off. That's crazy. I like the story, but I did find it overly dry. And as as happens sometimes... I didn't find that the characters were very likable. So it made it hard to stay interested in the story, which they were trying to spin. And they did not really like any of the characters. The ending was predictable. I mean, you knew a mile away what was going to happen. But, but when brilliant. it was happening, 
I could not help but laugh out loud through the final eight minutes. So good. As Tim Blake Nelson takes us home. I love Tim Blake Nelson. The end of this was brilliant. Oh, so brilliant. I liked a lot of this movie. I didn't like the fact that it was draggy. I hate to say this, but I hope his next film is Mondo because I'm sorry, I'm giving this a man. But what? I'm putting a precedence on it. What? When I get to watch the whole movie again, I will re-rate it. So it will come up again. I don't know what you were watching. It was so not mad. It was, the first part was too draggy and it was too long. No. The end part, I really loved. It was so well paced. No, it was uh, overly draggy. Huh. It was a man. All right, my turn. But I can come back and when I see it again yeah, for the parts you, that I fell asleep you need in. to revisit that. All right. Uh, Nightmare Alley reminds me of a story about two frogs. Picture a bog surrounded by evergreen trees swaying back and forth in the breeze. It is a sunny day and the trees cast a shadow. See, onto I'm already the falling asleep. This where, is ex- where there are various water lilies and orchids. There are also some cranberries thriving in the sun. Although there is a breeze down at water level, it is perfectly still as not even a ripple can be seen in this calm and tranquil setting. If you listen closely, you can hear a beaver gnawing on a tree as he gathers supplies to build a dam. There is also a a raccoon rummaging in the forest in search for his lunch. All of this is being witnessed by a pair of frogs sitting on a lily pad. They seem to be taking in the beauty around them. When one of the frogs leans over to the other and says, can you believe it's only Wednesday? That story sums up my feelings about Nightmare Alley. In short, Nightmare Alley was expertly paced, acted, and directed. Nightmare Alley was Mondo. So what you're saying though, kind of in your story, which was, your story was also draggy and slow. Yes. And And the movie, the first half of the movie was draggy and slow. It's right here. Uh, Nightmare Alley was expertly paced, acted, and directed. Ah, right. But your story was draggy. That makes it Mondo. Oh, right. That's what it was. Now, my story was just drawn out. And longer than it should have been. It was a parable. I've heard it. So the story basically is just saying that there is a journey that takes place. Yes. To get to to get to the very last little bit, yes, where everything just ties together yes. beautifully. It it did tie together beautifully. I'll which give you is that. which is what this movie was. It just needed to be thirty minutes edited. Oh no! Oh no! Yes. No no! This was perfect. Yes. I, Although I probably missed fifteen minutes, so I might have to just watch that. 15 I, minutes. I missed I missed none of it because my eyes were glued to the screen. I could not look away. You could not look away? I, not even for a second? I loved Nightmare Alley. Great. It was Mondo. I love Guillermo del Toro. I, I wanted to I. really love it. Oh, it was so good. He's undoubted. Yes, he uh, is. Well, maybe until we find out what Murray had to say. What say you, Murr? Oh, is it my turn now? It is. Okay. I kind of want to hear another so parable, I, though. I, I was drifting off there. Oh, well, his parable reminds me of another parable. <laughs> uh, more like an old joke. Where you get a couple of old farmers, uh, you know, they're sitting on the porch of, like, you know, the farm, and they're sitting around watching the cars rust. That's what that's what that reminded me of. Old farmers like to sit, sit around and watch the cars rust. And that's entertaining for them. 
<laughs> Murray's parable reminds me of a parable. That's uh, true. Um, yeah, well, Nightmare Alley is a visual masterpiece. Yes. Yes. The cast was phenomenal. Yes. Great yes. Performances all around. Yes. Uh, even Bradley Cooper gives a fine performance. Doesn't he, though? And I don't really like him. And he sells every minute as his character is consumed by his pride. Mm. Unfortunately, what? the film's <laughs> biggest problem, no problem is its extremely bloated runtime. Yes! No. The second act focuses on romantic subplots without any believability that oh, the character is actually falling in love. Like, huh? And as Jim pointed out, none of the characters are likable. None of I them. didn't like any Not of them. Not one of them. Not a one. I wanted them all exactly. to die. to die. I wanted them all to die. I wanted yes. like I want Al Capone or whoever was the gangster back then to come to the carnival and just lay waste to everybody with, <laughs> with, with machine guns. <laughs> I didn't want that. Then I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> I will I will spare you guys a rage because Because it was not a rage. Alright. It was definitely a meh. Okay. And I do not feel the need to watch it a second time to miss the 15 minutes or whatever that I did miss. So that's, uh, <laughs> that is the second straight two mez and a mondo. Yes. I guess so. But the reverse this time. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? You're just a man machine over I'm there. I'm a man machine. Well, that may be about to change. I'm not going to guarantee it, but there is a possibility that might change. I understand that uh, Murray has not seen this next movie. I have not. So, so it's going to be tough for him to talk about it, yes. although. So I'm going to say that you're up then, Jim. I'm up. We saw Licorice, a pizza. Yes, we did. Which is a period piece. Yes, it from is. From 1973. Yeah. Yes. Your favorite. And yeah, so P.T. Anderson makes a modern day Harold and Maude. Well, maybe. Not oh, quite. Is that really 18 year old? Dates like but an 80 year old? Yes. Oh. But <laughs> it's a 25 year old woman falling for a 15 year old boy. Oh, no matter God. what year it takes place in, it is still always pretty creepy. Yes. Eh, not in 73. Who is yeah, this movie? Oh, yeah, I guess in 1973, it's okay. It's not like the expression, oh, what movie was that we saw that in? Like, Heck, if we, were in the, if we were in the 30s, you know, we got the 25 year olds uh, marrying. You know, twelve-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Was, well, in some like, countries, it actually happens more often than it there should. You go. So, who is in this movie? Well, perhaps who we should ask is who isn't in this movie. It's just like a Wes Anderson film. PT has everyone but the kitchen sink in it. Every character is amazing and mesmerizingly over the top at times. To explain this film in one sentence, I would have to say: as manic as a teenage boy addicted to money an older woman, and apparently hand jobs. This seems at times like random acts strung together with a single thread of two characters' relationships with crazy happenings and unusual coincidental occurrences that made me laugh constantly through this entire film. At no time did I know what was going to happen next, which right? always excites me. Okay, well, the ending was predictable. But by the time we get there, we're so invested in these amazingly spun characters, it doesn't matter. You're already invested. Well, maybe a little about the awkward pedophile. 
pedophilia subplot. Yeah. And no one shoots up close shots like PT does. And the facial acting of some of these amazing actors goes beyond anything you'll see in up close shots. It's, I, I loved this unusual period piece, quirky comedy, drama, love story. The only flaw was maybe, and I'm mm. saying maybe, mm. it could have been under two hours. No. Otherwise, it's pretty engulfing and eventually is Mondo. Nice. Ah, licorice pizza. Uh, takes You're so delicious. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> takes place in the San Fernando Valley in 1973. And as per usual, Paul Thomas Anderson immerses the audience in the time. His attention to detail is unmatched and it is almost magical how he takes a time and place and as a spectator, you feel as though you are right there with the characters on, on the screen. At its heart, this is a film about finding yourself and in doing so, perhaps finding your soulmate. This marks the screen debut of Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman. I know! As Gary Valentine. And it seems as though the apple has not fallen too far from the tree as Hoffman shines as a cocky, industrious, yet likable teenager. Also making their screen debut is Alana Haim as Alana Kane. What? That was a stretch. Is Alana Kane. Whose chemistry with Hoffman is as if these two had been acting together for years. And yet, this is the first kick of a can for both of them. They've never been in a movie, either of them, before. How the hell did they... I it's don't like, know. How does is P.T. Anderson a like, god? I guess he's been... You know I what? guess she's in a band that he... I don't know. He's known her for a while. I don't know, but they're... He's like, you need to be in this movie. And she said, all right. And, and then they did. Here we go. <sighs> there is a lot of high drama here, perfectly combined with humor and a sweet, unconventional love story. The film also includes some fantastic cameo performances oh God, yeah. from Sean Penn and Bradley Cooper, who are both absolutely brilliant as they ba- both make the most of their limited screen time. The way the movie paces itself as we fluidly move through the two main characters' lives is flawless. I especially like the journey we took with Alana as she tries to find her place in the world through various jobs and volunteer work. And by the end of the film, she is a more complete person. A love story about a 25-year-old girl and a 15-year-old boy should not have worked as well as it did here. And yet with Anderson's careful direction and brilliance, he delivers a tender, sweet little movie Wrapped in nostalgia and atmosphere, its name is Licorice Pizza, and it is Mondo. And it's also delicious. It's so good. I just, I just love. But didn't you? I know it's not okay. So, but interestingly enough, the reason I brought up Wes Anderson in this in my talk, if you go back to Rushmore, not like Jason Schwartzman, anything like his, like. His oh, character. The, those characters there's, are very. There's, there's, there's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a similarity to the plot I in to, similar I ways. I almost put that in my review. Yeah, like, it's why, so. Why am I going off on this tangent? But but it's but it's it's, it's like you feel it because yeah. they're both. Even though they're annoying characters, they're likable characters. They're so likable. And that's yeah. the same thing with Schwartzman. How how Wes Anderson and P.T. Anderson. <laughs> Maybe it's the same guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> how they are both able to create this coming of age film 
Yeah. They're 25 years apart. I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, no. This, this is this, making some top lists of everybody. Yeah. And it, and it should. It it's, should. It's so good. So, so, good. so just to recap where we're at. Yes. Guillermo del Toro is still undoubted. Yes, he is. And P.T. Anderson is also undoubted. Absolutely. Love this movie. Let's go to the next film, which I think is going to perhaps have some separation of church and state here. Oh, for God's sake. All right. The King's Man. The King's Man. Which is officially the movie that I was least looking forward to, probably of the last five or ten years, and it lived up to it. Nice. Ten years. Uh, he doesn't like crap. Yeah, this director, right. I do not was, like crap. It is true. Five years he doesn't like Matthew. Vaughan I do not like all. crap. So, The King's Man is a <laughs> directionless mess of a movie in which, unlike its predecessors, takes itself seriously at times as it makes some hefty political stands on colonialism and the sacrifices of war, and then it punches you in the face with the goofiness that you would expect from this series of films. The Rasputin scenes are mildly entertaining, and that is the height of the cinema of this cinematic crap fest. The reveal at the end of the villain was anticlimactic and predictable. The action sequences were few and far between because, as mentioned, they tried to combine a serious war drama with a goofy spy thriller, which left giant gaps between the action. I am not a fan of this series, but if you are going to make this crap, then at least celebrate the crap you are making. There is nothing that should be serious in a Kingsman movie. Look, I love, love Ralph Fiennes, but not in this movie. I love Gemma Arterton, but not in this movie. I love Reese Efans. Okay, he was all right in this. I love Tom Hollander, but not in this movie. <sighs> I love Jimon Hunsu. Yeah. But not in this movie. Is he still, is he still mesmerizing? I think he is. This film was two hours of inconsistent, directionless rage. Nice. This was awful. Murray, what did you think of The King's Man? Man? Uh, keep in mind that we saw this one after we saw The Matrix. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, that was an improvement. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it helps if you know your World War One history before going into this film. It does. Not no, that it's it exactly doesn't. historically accurate. Nothing it's not. It's not. Uh, Rasputin, Archduke Ferdinand, King George, Nicholas, the Tsar of Russia, Lenin, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson. They're all in here. Yes. This film is loaded with action, though <coughs> way more serious than the last two films. Still, I actually thought I had a good story. And it, it was a high man for me. Nice. Well, we all know my complete and undying love for Matthew Vaughn. Apparently, my love of period pieces only applies to war and spy epics. In my opinion, we've already heard Bryce's. Again, Matthew Vaughn is the master of hand-to-hand -hand combat, and he can turn any uptight, frou-frou British actor into a motherfucking ass-kicking motherfucker. Jamal Hosu, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Ralph Fiennes, and Gemma Arterton pick up the reins of the origins of the King's Man, in my opinion, with exceptional awesomeness. 
And just like every Matthew Vaughn film, as much as there is formula in this origin story, it also hits hard with surprises you won't see coming and hits with some very tongue-in-cheek humor that kept me snickering all the way through this film. You laughed in this? I laughed a lot. Wow. I laughed all the way through um, the Russian dance battle, the 1917 homage scenes, the sword fights, or sword fights, with a stabbing good time. This period piece war spy epic in Matthew Vaughn trilogy originator was Mondo. I loved it. No. I loved the Ram. I knew exactly what he was going to do, and he came in just at the right time to do <laughs> it. True. Everything Re- about it was Re- Matthew Vaughn Re- done Re- to the ninth. Reese fans, as Rasputin was the only thing in this he movie, was brilliant. Was that had any substance I, whatsoever? Okay, you got. Okay, we hopefully people have seen the movie by the time we yeah. they hear our podcast. But you can't tell me you knew that that kid was going to die. No, and I that didn't, was a surprise. Here's the thing: that was, it I was did, a huge surprise. I didn't care. Yeah, I know because you didn't like it, so it didn't matter to like, me. It what? was like, wow, this was, is why, a surprise. Why did I care? It was just more serious it was, than the other two. That's mm-hmm. all. It was awful. Uh, and yeah, and during the Rasputin scene, I actually had the song in my head. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, Rasputin. Well, no, because it's like, will, Russia's greatest love machine. You, there was like three minutes out of this movie that I enjoyed. Three minutes. Nice. Three minutes. That's all it if it was a three-minute short, it would have been Mongo. <laughs> Just that one scene. <laughs> but it was not a three-minute short. Okay, but I like I like how, you know, everybody needs to realize that Bryce does not like Matthew Vaughn movies or at all. action movies. He's not, no, no. No, he likes action movies. No, he doesn't. But he likes specific do. formulaic action movies what? that only he likes in a specific box. It fits in. In this... It's Matthew Vaughn, and he doesn't like him. He doesn't like his style. He doesn't oh, like I his sure humor. He doesn't funny. like. He doesn't like. I will give you all that. Yeah, exactly. I do not like his style. Yes, yeah, see, his, I love his, his style. His camera it's angles kooky. and the way that everything it's moves. It's kooky and is wacky. Just annoying. It's kooky and wacky, and I don't. I still think the action shots he does are amazing. Right. There's poopy. nothing better than the church. To this date. The church scene in the first Kingsman is is beyond anything that's ever been filmed. Oh yeah, the first movie, yeah, that. Yes, was and he he d- he puts a he puts a church scene in every movie, and it's oh, yeah, just sure. it dials it up, yeah. it dials it up. I loved it. I love Matthew Vaughn, and I want him to continue to make it was, more it was movies. Enjoyable. I want him to make Kickass Three. That's what I want him to make. Is that what he made? I want him. Oh God, I want him to bring back. No. I want him to bring back Nick Cage as a zombie. And there you go. <laughs> Yeah, he makes bad movies. <clears throat> he makes great movies. Just terrible. And it's a lot of it isn't all CGI, so which also makes it good. Well, whatever. Sh- whatever. Sh- sh- shall we now move on to the... Uh, the yeah, the, the, the piece de ra- resistance. The, the white rabbit in the room? The white, ra- <laughs> white... Is the white rabbit or the white elephant in the room? Yeah, it was the white rabbit. Isn't it the white rabbit? I don't know. There's a lot of white in this movie, so sure, why not? We also got to see <clears throat> Lana Wachowski's brilliant epic fourth film, Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Is there Resurrections? Or, or, re- or, or just re- Resurrection. 
No, resurrection. There's uh, there's plural resurrections? Yeah. There's more than one there person is. that gets resurrected. Yeah, okay, there we go. Is it? <clears throat> so, Dallas, Roseanne, Newhart, what do all these things have in common? Unnecessary remakes? Um, no, actually, they, they didn't. I don't no. know. I didn't see the new Dallas, I but they're good. all they're all TV shows oh, that yeah. actually had a whole season that was actually a dream. Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, right. So now we, I guess, people forgot that that was a thing that people do in movies. So the, they set, decided they were going to do this for the Matrix. I guess. Huh. Uh. Yeah. When I heard this was coming out, as most of you may or may not know. I am a huge Matrix fan. I am one of the only people that will admit on the face of the earth that I liked all three of them. And I thought they bookended nicely. But when I saw that this was coming out, right away, the commercials looked terrible. Mm. But after seeing, I was expecting the worst when I saw the trailers. But seeing Keanu on screen, and my heart was just melting. Yeah. I was back in Lana's hands, well, until Keanu was on screen for like five minutes. And then I realized this was not going to be bad. It's not John Wick 4. It was going to be completely (laughs) awful. This was basically the retelling of the first three films filled with nostalgia again and repeat after repeat after repeat and every single thing bad that happened in the trilogy happened in this movie and then throw in everything awful about the second train to Busan, AKA Peninsula. The fact that they came back and destroyed anything and everything I liked about the matrix trilogy in one film that never needed to happen, brought me to a level of rage that I never thought was possible for my man crush Keanu Reeves. I've never said this before and surprised I'm saying this now, but Keanu, you are no longer starting with an 11 at every movie you're in. From now on, you're only starting with a 10. And this sequel to The Matrix, 20 years in the making, for me, is the biggest rage of this year. I literally hated every single second of film in this entire movie. Neo and his stupid force-like powers. The idiocy of Jada Pinkett Smith's character is nothing like her character was developed in the first three. Yeah, this was the worst film I've seen this year. It was unsurprisingly a rage. All right, then. The Matrix Resurrections was 148 minutes of boredom. Lots of noise and silly action that means nothing. Watching Keanu Reeves waving his hands and stopping bullets for much of the runtime was an exercise in tedium. Plastic performances in a plastic movie. Reeves gives his patented monotone performance with the charisma of a paperclip. I actually think that you would probably enjoy this more had you not seen the first three films. Because, you know, it's just the first First three three films films put into this movie. But I would imagine you would still find this experience rather dull. Having seen the first films, I would uh, call this experience more frustrating than anything else. 
I could go on, but to be honest, there's very little to say other than this. The Matrix Resurrections was a rage. Nice. Glad our hatred of film has back, brought us back together again. Mm. <laughs> What's the humor? Yeah. I don't say this very often. Yes. About very, my about very, my man Keanu Reeves? No. Oh, wait, he's going to say, I completely agree with everything Bryce said. About whatever Bryce just said. Uh, I actually agree with him. What? Wait a minute. I have only one comment. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Can you just, can you say that again? I agree with Bryce. Everything he just said about this movie. Wow. Um, Mark this in our calendars. I have one comment about this film. Why was this movie made? No one knows what the answer to was oh, the point of I can it. tell you why it was made. Money. 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 Yeah, but it took money to make it. Yeah, but Lana's last project didn't make a lot of money. Well, then she just flushed this down the rabbit hole, too. Yeah, I don't know how well this um, is going to do. Well, sure, it was good to see Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss kick ass again. But the first half of the film dragged on until we finally get to see Neo do his thing. Uh, I did enjoy NPH. Neil Patrick Harris. He was pretty good. At his finest. But did not like the new Morpheus at all. Uh, FYI, Lawrence Fishburne is still alive. I guess he just didn't want to be in this movie. He was smart enough not to put his name in this movie. I also didn't like the new Agent Smith. Jonathan Groff, you are no Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving was probably smart enough to say, no, I'm not doing this movie either. And the end credit sequence was stupid. I will say it. It was stupid. Nice. Uh, I was going to give this a meh. What? For what reason? Because uh, I like to be nice. Well, don't be nice, but Marie. That's not our jobs. Uh, you guys have convinced me. This is a rage. What? You know what that means? I don't have the button. Rage. rage. Wow. Can we, can we please talk a little bit more about this movie? Like... What what the hell were they thinking? I don't know. Like, and you know what? The funniest thing is you read some of some of the chatter on movie reviews, and they're like, "Oh, it's got such a deeper." There's no deep meaning here. No, no. there isn't. This is just this is just bad, lazy Recycling writing. The same garbage. <clears throat> and I'm a big fan of the Wachowskis, like big fan. Well, it's only one of them now. So. I know. Yeah, so right. apparently, they didn't have accountability. Like Sense8, when they put that series out, I know that that was her big project. And she comes back with this? Like, mm-hmm. my God. What it the was. hell? Yeah. Exactly. And why did Keanu... Like, Keanu... No, I guess he kind of takes projects. I mean, yeah, he was he, in that... He has things took, on the He did go. Replica, Replicants. Yeah, yeah but he's, crap, he, he, he has... has like, he has John Wick 4 on, on the Yeah, but on, John on Wick the, movies are fantastic. Yeah, but what? He doesn't... You need... To work in this, you didn't need to do this movie. He did Bill and Ted, which was pretty yeah. meh. Yeah, the last one was definitely. You know. It was the definition of meh, really. It was yeah, kind of the definition really of meh. But yeah, we did, like, seriously, because I know when he's made, uh, like, when he made, I think it was Matrix 2, uh, I think he donated his salary to some charity. Like, he, he maybe he's doing that with this one. I don't know. But, Ken, I'll just say no to drugs. Say. Say yeah. no to drugs. No more Matrix. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage 
taking over. I think we just heard your rage, but continue. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> My rage this week is just a spillover. I don't know why they need to make any more. Like it it's just this one plus apparently for Bryce maybe the Kingsman didn't need to be made. But it's just it's oh, just that was I a don't That's and, different. and even the Spider-Verse. Like I I just don't I'm so tired of sequels and prequels and weequels. I just I just want people to take original story ideas, perhaps, like Nightmare Alley, <coughs> or Licorice Pizza. Probably one of the most freshest ideas of a movie I've ever seen in the last two years. Well, maybe not. You're going to hear our top ten next week. But it's, it's just angering me that people feed into this. Like, is the regular listening and watching public, people who don't listen to our show... Are they, are they running in droves to see these movies? Like, I've heard so many people say that Spider-Man, whatever that movie was, Spider-Man's home, home way from coming home from the menage spider tropes, um, is the best movie that came out this year. I'm like, what movies are they watching? I don't get it. Mm. And I'm not looking forward to any other Marvel movies. Like... Except for Morpheus, maybe, but that's because Jared Leto is so amazing. He may be able to carry that film. Love and thunder. But what, like, what else is coming? Like, I, I, I'm not Love excited about. Thunder. Oh, is this the Thor. the Thor? Taika Waititi. Okay, well then I'm looking forward to that. There you go. That'll be good. Will it? I hope so. I hope so. Talk, There's a talk, lot, lot of riding. There's a lot of riding for, for, for Taika Waititi because isn't it his eighth movie? I think so. It is. I, I, he can't go wrong. I can't imagine. No, he's a god. That's true. He make well, mistakes in action even, choices. Even, well, it is a superhero, so it'll probably be math. But yeah, but Thor, still, still but, Thor okay. but Thor was a Mondo. Yeah. So, if anybody can pull a Mondo out, it's Taka. It is indeed. That's my rage this week. Stop making right. fucking terrible sequels, prequels, and weequels. All right. All right, well, my rage is uh, it's a pretty good companion to your rage. It's I actually, love companions. They are the same but different. I've got a little more statistics back in me. Oh, nice. I just have emotions that always yes. backs me. So there are 13 first-run movies playing at cinemas in Calgary this week. Of those 13 movies, yes, seven of them are either remakes or sequels. Fuck me now. Seven out of 13 are either remakes or sequels. How embarrassing is our society? This continues to make me rage week after week. Are there no original ideas out there? Over half of the films playing right now are unoriginal retreads, and that is a problem. From Spider-Man to, to The Matrix to the animated Sing sequel to a remake of West Side Story, which, by the way, I saw. Oh, good. Please tell me more about that. And was a complete waste of time. Of course it was. To the unnecessary prequel to the Kingsman series, 
to the Ghostbusters and Dune, which I know you love Dune. You met it. And an original content is dominating the theaters, and that is making me rage. Seven out of 13. So what are the six that are new? Do you know? Uh, Apparently your content's not fully loaded. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have it all. It's the not top Matrix of- Reloaded. Well, I can probably figure it out. Uh, with a licorice pizza, Nightmare yes. Alley. Yes. Um, That's yum, two, yum, so yum, there's yum, four yum, more. Uh, journal for Jordan. Yes. Yum, Keep yum, going. Yum, yum. <laughs> He's a lot of yamming going on. Yeah. But we probably saw them all. He's got yeah. nothing. Well, except for Journal for Jordan, we have seen them all. No, it's true. Yeah, Anyways, you know what? Like yeah, Seven out of 13. But, but okay, so we we've, we we <laughs> see a lot of festivals, shows. Mm. And how many times have you seen, like, Okay, we we went through Cuff this year. We went through Cuff Docs this year, which I know Docs are different. It's not really fair to compare it to regular releases. We saw SIF this year. Mm-hmm. How many great original shows did we get to see out of these festivals? You know what the best part about those festivals was? What? We didn't get one remake. No. We didn't, we didn't get no, one I, sequel. No, or nothing that was... No, that's what I'm saying. So to your maybe to your point... Or just piling on your point. Yes. Is they are happening. There's a lot of great films being made there's and there's so a lot of great of content. But apparently but we're being apparently force fed garbage. The the regular Joe and Jill on the street are just wanting to go see Are they though? Well Okay, I guess how they many keep people tickets, how many people so. have heard talk about the fact that Spider Man No Way oh. Menage Trois Home is is their favorite their favorite movie of this year. Are people saying that. Yes, they are. Like, I, I've heard it more than once. I'm just like, wow. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Anyways, I'm done. Yeah. Squeeze the juice out of the left of my, yeah. my less nut. Seven out of 13. Hail Satan. Over half. It's terrible. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, I guess it's up to me to finish this sucker off. I have one last piece of Festivus slash Krampus joy to share with you. In yum, the form yum. of a movie I saw recently. 2017's The Snowman. Yes, I like The Snowman. I I, I happened to see it was on TV. And I'm like, oh, you know nice. what? It's got people liking it. Let's check it out. Yep. It's poopy. Uh, it's boasting delicious. a cast of Michael Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, Toby Jones, Great cast. J.K. Simmons, and even Val Kilmer. How could you go wrong? Val Kilmer. And this film should have been better. It sure should have. Uh, Fassbender plays a Norwegian police detective trying to track down the snowman killer. What a great name. Okay, first the good. This film was shot in and set in Norway. Well, isn't he's Norwegian? I'll so say it again. I no, would do actually, that too. he's German, but uh, Norway. The scenery was gorgeous, even though it is not the first country you think of when you think of serial killers. It's going to a line from the film. I need a case to work on. To which his captain replies, I apologize for Oslo's low murder rate. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Which is pretty much the point of the film. Yes. Yes. Um, 
still, lots of gruesome gore in this one. Yes. I mean, severed heads at the top of snowmen. Yes. Cut off appendages. Yes. Plus, my favorite all-time Mission Impossible girl, Rebecca Ferguson. Num nums. Who is as mesmerizing as they come. Fossbender's pretty good, too. Okay, now on to the holiday turds. Uh-oh. As scary as this film tries to be, the scariest thing in the whole movie is Val Kilmer. Yes, he is pretty scary. Now, Kilmer was battling throat cancer at this point. But instead of recasting, they dubbed all three of his lines with another actor. <laughs> nice. He was just scary as hell in this. Thankfully, it was a very small part. Uh, next, this film did have some tense moments. It ended up being very predictable. I mean, I saw the identity so. of the killer like a half hour before the reveal. Like, it was not really a surprise. No. Uh, also, to Jim's point, why the hell wasn't this movie made with Norwegian actors and subtitles? Thank you. There were two Swedish actors. The rest of them were American or English, and Fossbender is actually born in Germany. Oh, I was talking. I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about Thomas Alfredson. He's also Swedish. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was Norwegian. But that's close. Mm. But Scandinavian. And from the director of Let the Right One In, I kind of expected better. I really wanted yes. to like this film. I didn't, but it was, you know, it was, nice, it was a nice capper to my craptastic holiday weekend. So. It was a man. It was definitely a mess. This was the. I, I remember was, looking forward to this so much when yeah. I'm like, "Oh, Thomas Alfredson and a I was snowman like, I was, killer." I, I, I let the right one in. This is gonna be so good. I, 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 how could this miss? And then I watched it, and I just, I just watched it with just a dumb look on my face. I think face. we made you watch it again too, because didn't we? Wasn't he up for discussion that we were gonna put him on the? Yeah, well, you, you, were, you were like adamant about the fact that this movie wasn't as bad as I remembered it. But and then it, you watched it, it again. Worse. You were a trooper. Uh-oh. You were a trooper. I, I don't normally say this. But that was really big of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't be watching it a third time. That I can guarantee. Unless somebody puts it in a dare bag. Maybe. But yeah, I was so yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe someone's going to put it in a dare bag. <laughs> all right. Well, looks like that's all we got. Well... Yeah, except, just to let everybody know, next episode is still coming next Wednesday. We have a special end of year. We've got our Mondo 10 and our Rage 5 for the year. Plus, we will be handing out the Film Rage Awards for 2021. That was the year. That we will be giving out the awards, singular. There'll be three awards given, and that's it. I'm giving out three awards. Nope. You're giving out one. Murray's giving out one. And I'm giving out one. I'm giving out one for how many categories? What the all categories. It's just category. Okay, okay all the, the categories. The Bryce Film Rage Award. So That's I'm gonna it. be giving out how many then? Like fifteen? One. Just one. Just I don't understand how that works. There's it's, no banquet, it's, there's it's, no free booze. Yeah, there's no banquet or free booze. So I have it's to pick one. something? Like I gotta give something for best cinematography. You're just and giving it? you're just giving the Bryce Film Rage Award uh-huh. to blank. To blank for something. Maybe it's a film. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's performance. Maybe it's a cinematographer. Maybe it's a puppet. Maybe it's a. Pu- it could be a puppet. What a about puppet. if I gave one for each individual? That's not film. how it works. Can't do it. This is not what Film Rage does. We don't believe in award shows. We only believe in us. That's right. 
And thanks, Rangers, for listening. We just need a t-shirt made. <laughs> we don't believe in award shows. We, we only, only believe, believe in us. us. Well, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Some super rage love to our members, Julian from It Goes Down in the PM podcast, James and Philip, for their continued financial more support to our extended Film Rage family. You, uh, you can find them on our show notes. Find us everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Follow us on IDEAUDEA.io forward slash and search Film Rage YYC for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. And I think there may be even some stuff on sale. Buy your grandma a t-shirt that says, what's our slogan now? Uh, we don't believe in award shows. We just, just believe, believe in us. us. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please comment, like, and subscribe and send us emails or hate mail. If you really love Spider-Man and the Matrix wow. from this week. Dare us to see terrible movies like the Matrix 4 uh, to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Yeah. Please, please do that. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.